0: We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things episode fifty-four. Sponsored by absolutely nobody except for our beautiful Patreon supporters. My name is Sunsan joined by Cinder. And how are you doing today?
1: Good, good, Shannon. Nice energy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this energy to transition into something that a lot of people have been excited about. But we'll get there. Your not, haircut?
0: Because you have, Is that what you're talking about? Um,
1: yeah, we're going to talk about my haircut for this whole podcast. Actually, I'm pretty it's sure very, we do that. Uh, it, it's it's good. I, I like it, but it's, it looks it's great. not it's worth talking about very much. Okay, uh, I think I think we're going to split the Inbruge tier shout outs today. Of course, big shout out for uh, for all of those of you who continue to support our podcast very much. So with the uh, Inbruge tier, um, I'll do the top half. We have, as usual, Mr. Underscore Man, Absolute Sword, Ben Broomhead, Ben Jackson, Chosnek Pizda, DG, Dayon Shy Guy, Dop, Dyslexic Lawyer, Fane, Fred the Pleb, not Fred Fred, and Freshly Seasoned Gold Balls. You're back. Good. Okay. He's back. You do the rest.
0: Gamer 74 Hoey988, period, Anonymous, my boy Novi Panda, Onion the Dog, uh, Poop Feast 420, back at it again. Pitch Black, Ronnie Keel, Shark, Trademark. It's a new one. Sin be the Dinby. I like all these, uh, these rhymes. These are great. Terry Tip, The Coward, Fellowship of the Ping, and Wooden Aftertaste. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the InBruge tier. Uh, we love you. Okay. So now, Cinderin. before we get started, I have absolutely nothing to talk about. We're going to talk about the TI-10 Battle Pass that was just released there's a lot to unpack, Cinder Man. Uh, I figured the best way to do this is it's going to kind of go in order of what's on the website. So if you guys want to go on the website to follow along, that's probably the best place to do so. Right now, we're sitting on $5 million in terms of the current price pool. When the Battle Pass came out, you could not buy anything for three hours. It was brutal. I was streaming. It was fun. It was brutal. And i my guess is... Usually their infrastructure's to a point where they feel pretty comfortable coming out with it, but my guess is there's so many more people at home question mark still that perhaps the I don't know. No overload problem. was too much? Okay, we can just assume. So the first brand new thing, Cinder is guilds. Do you want to talk about this briefly?
1: Sure. So It's new and it's not new at the same time because they have tried running guilds before in Dota, but... They weren't really too successful a few people missed them from what i understood but not very many and it was basically just an infrastructure where people could be in the same guild and that would be a way of like communicating finding people to play with and that was kind of it but the way they've done it now is they've basically taken in this battle pass they've taken inspiration from artifact actually a decent amount with uh with what they're doing uh i'm sure we'll get to that later Uh, i don't think there's anything specifically artifact ish about guilds except a little bit with the design of uh, like the one, two, three star bounties that you have. Uh, the bounty killing in there. Which you'll also get to, I suppose. But, um, yeah, basically, guilds is, you can have up to 50 people uh, in your guild together, and you earn rewards by playing together and completing challenges. So the new thing is that there's actually a return from being in a guild and playing together, and there's guild tiers, so you by being in the same guild for a longer time or leveling up your guild, all the members get extra benefits for the battle pass. So to me, this is a really, really good improvement on the previous guild system, because I think the reason it wasn't very used before was that people were like, yeah, but what's the point, right? Uh, a lot of people at least didn't really use the guilds because they were like, I can mm-hmm. just communicate with people through Discord. Like, what's, what does the in-game guild do for me? Right. Um, but now it's really interesting.
0: So not to bring this up live, but you kind of, you know, uh, got up late and you never answered my question. Can you answer my question that I sent you earlier concerning guilds? Oh. Is that something we can do or is it already taken for you, Cinderin?
1: <laughs> it's kind of already taken. We talk- all I right. Thanks, Cinderin. <laughs> Thanks all your Patreon see.
0: supporters. You're doing great, but Cinderin's not interested. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, so all right so real talk though i actually i made a real i made i really quickly made a guild for my stream uh-huh. and then i quickly realized the thing that makes sense with the guild is to be in a guild with people you actively play with right so ideally the guild system places you you play in guilds with people around your bracket so that the games remain enjoyable right for everyone involved yeah. um so I I joined a guild with other very high bracket players because I would assume that if we are to play things together, then it's like the same as if you force people to party queue together when there's like a 3K player and a 7K player, and it's just not it's just not good games, right? Mm-hmm. So a, to Z a challenge, like is
0: great example of that. Exactly.
1: Um, so it's it's not because I don't want to play with other people of a different skill; it's just like the games don't get. It's just not good for anyone, unfortunately you you don't really find very good games like that. So so the meaningful thing to do with guild is to try to get people together that are roughly around the same range. Uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at least that makes a lot of sense. To do it like that. Is
0: there any benefit to just passively being in a guild?
1: Yeah, if everybody else does stuff for you, uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, um,
0: that's what I want. thank you yeah we'll We'll get something set up. Uh, The
1: guild needs to level up and then everybody who's in the guild has the passive benefits, such as the first one is being reaching level two and then you unlock something extra in the uh, side shop, which you'll talk about in a sec.
0: Yeah, guild should be interesting. Um, Like you said, a new take on an old concept that was kind of a... How far back was the guild system in Dota 2? Was it like the first couple years? I don't even remember how long ago that was.
1: No, it came after a while and it was there for like I don't know. It feels like it was there for half a year and then it yeah, just it was took not it very out, long. Something like that.
0: Um, okay. Well, next for the battle pass, it's funny, they don't even have a name for it. It's called a special summer event coming soon. Yeah. Uh this summer, a mysterious power arrives to disrupt the war of the ancients, and no one, god, mortal, or monster alike, can resist this terrifying pull. Step away from the battlefield and into a labyrinth of trials and horrors. The one to master it all could be you, but probably won't be. But could, it could be you. So, obviously, a mini game of some sort. Uh, not a whole lot of information concerning what exactly... Uh, I mean, there isn't even like in-game screenshots or anything like that, just artwork overall. So kind of the typical thing with the battle pass where a good portion of it is not available right away uh by design i mean it's i'm sure it's a lot of work to get everything out at the same time anyway if they wanted to but it wouldn't make economical sense because you got to go with the paychecks and every two weeks come out with something in the battle pass just remind people hey remember that paycheck you just got Hmm? 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 gotta spend on some dotes so (laughs) we'll have to wait for that one um yeah the did you want to talk about that one at all
1: yeah, just quickly, because the, the important thing for me is the wording. It's a PvE event, right? Yeah. Um, You're playing as four players together mm-hmm. against the environment, so supposedly uh, what I'm hoping and what I think a lot of people are hoping is that this goes a bit in the direction of Siltbreaker, which to me was one of the best custom modes we had. Uh, I think my favorites, or I know my favorites, are Siltbreaker and Wraith Knight. Those oh, were the two best right. ones for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So I'm I'm pretty excited for this one and for me that's honestly it's one of the biggest things about the battle pass is the custom mode. I think it makes a huge difference for how good I consider it to be. A lot of people are just after the hats and the voice lines and whatever, but I think the special event is is really, you know, it's also from an effort perspective. It's the one that Valve probably puts the most time into as any single thing, right? It mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time to make something like that. So I can understand why it can be a little bit, you know. A little bit scary, if you will, if you're making the battle pass to make that event, because like, you could be the one spending the most time, and then if people don't like your mode, then it just kind of sucks, right? Instead of working on other features for the battle pass, it's kind of a high risk, high reward kind of thing for the developer to make. Uh, but I really do appreciate when they get good. Like Silkbreaker to me was fucking awesome. It's one of my, one of the best things that has happened to Dota in my opinion. So I've so said this, this before,
0: Silbreaker. I wasn't a fan of just because I'm not into that type of game, but I appreciated mm-hmm. it for what it was. Like, yeah. It was very well done. Um, don't think it got enough love to the point that they would want to redo it, though. So I'd actually be surprised if it ends up being more along the lines of Silberger, but we'll see. Wraith Knight and Moon something, and there's like a three, three of them I fucking loved. Yeah. Just and then there was awesome. Wrath of
1: the Morokai, which was just kind of a swing and a miss, you know, Like <clears throat> as an example of yeah. where it doesn't go very well, yeah. unfortunately. Uh,
0: there is a new Cavern Crawl, which, you know, they always add one or two things every year, but this one, it it's a little bit different in the fact that it's kind of like having two Cavern Crawls, where if you finish both, you get additional versions of the set, different unlocks, if you will. So there's a Slark, a Nyx, and a Spirit Breaker. Personally, not a big fan of any of them, other than the Nyx is decent, but it's not like something I'm looking at, and I'm like, I need to do this. But I don't think people really care that much about the sets. It's just the idea of having some progression system. Yes. uh, that kind of gives you some direction on what you want to pick and that just makes it more fun for, I would say, majority of people. So,
1: and there's a lot of players that are completionists, right? That yeah. do it just to do it Those because poor it's OCD cool to have people. done everything. Mm, they just got
0: to finish all of them. <laughs> That's rough stuff. Uh, there's also Battle Gauntlet. Okay, you need to explain this to me. So the Battle Gauntlet, as far as I can tell, is uh, oh, Battle Cup. It's basically that, but with a... A 3 checkmark 2x system. Can you explain this to me?
1: So this is the first thing that's inspired by Artifact, right? Mm -hmm. In Artifact, you had this... What was it called? Was it just called Gauntlet? It was called Gauntlet, right? Yeah. Where you play until you have either 3 wins... In Artifact, it was 5 wins. You play until you have 5 wins or 2 losses. I think. Uh, But they've ported it over to Dota, now it's 3 wins. So... Short version, basically, you you play games and you need to win, what would that be, three out of five games without losing two in a row. Right. So you need to win three out of four so games. They're just regular Actually, games. Uh, unranked, yeah. I assume? I think you can play them both ranked and unranked. I'm not 100% certain exactly how it works, to be honest with you, but... Mm. The idea is that there's this like challenge you can take yourself on, and if you complete it, you get bonus rewards for, I believe, both your guild and the battle pass. Uh, it's hard to remember everything; it's like a, an absolutely huge dump of stuff at once that just came out. So, uh, bear with us if we say something slightly wrong or fully yeah, that's
0: wrong. That's the one I, which we don't really, I didn't about. look into as much because I just yeah. thought it was literally a battle cup. Uh, but okay, uh, this one is very interesting. And it's gotten a little bit of hate early on. Uh, The side shop. So I'm just going to read the brief description that it comes with. The side shopping business is tough these days. Some might even say non-existent. But for Sithil and Quirt, that's squirt without the S, by the way, that's all about Hmm. to change. Because they've got a line on a mythic prize so rare it'll fetch almost any price. The emblem of divinity. I love how they just do lore for random shit like this. All yeah. they need is a little help finding it. So hire some heroes and sell a few swords to a couple old sold sellers. That's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. As the most important link in the chain, you'll be sure to get your cut of the action. So this is a different variation of the recycling system. Um, so if you go back a couple years, recycling was very easy, right? You get rid of X amount of sets from the immortal chest or the collector's cash or whatever the case may be and you get battle pass points. Plain and simple. You literally upgrade your battle pass. Last year, correct me where I'm wrong here, they changed it so it was not like that. But you would just get like once you hit a certain amount of recycle points, you just get another set or something like that. Is that how it worked? I'm trying to remember. They changed it You to got be, another
1: you got another treasure.
0: Yeah. A uh, full yeah. treasure then. Okay. Yeah. So now it it seems way worse for the consumer. It's almost like Valve is trying to push the limits to see how far they can go because now when you recycle stuff, it gives you like this different kind of currency, right? In the side shop. And it's almost like a mini game of Underlords where you're trying to match up. You can reroll a bunch of times. You're trying to get three of one hero to get the two star and then you need three of those two stars to get a three star version. Then you can recycle those for more points, which I guess you can take the rest from
1: here. Um, yeah, there's there's different types of rewards. Basically, there's the let's say the the bad ones and the good ones to make it simple. The bad rewards use the red gems, and the good rewards use the blue gems. Uh, blue gems you get from combining three star units of level four and level five only, and red gems you get from combining everything else. You just get bigger amounts the harder they are to complete. Yeah. And one blue gem will net you a TI-10 Immortal Treasure, two blue gems will net you a Trust of the Benefactor, and 35 blue gems will net you an Arcana, which basically means if you do the translation in terms of assigned value by Valve here, every blue gem is... Well, how much is an Arcana in dollars nowadays? Like 40? 35, I think. Is it 35 still? Oh, now. i did they change
0: it recently? I don't know. I don't know. It could just be like currency
1: exchange or whatever. Like maybe maybe it is just thirty-five. It's very possible. So let's say it's thirty-five. Then they consider the gem worth one dollar in that sense. But mm. yeah, you can't buy the immortal treasures, right? So you have to level up the battle pass to get them. So they just consider them worth one. The trusts are worth two because they have a chance of dropping some really sick shit. And then the arcana is thirty-five. Supposedly getting thirty-five gems is going to be really hard. <laughs> Mm. like when you when you think about the odds i, I don't know how many coins you're going to get over the course of the entire battle pass that's obviously where people are like a bit skeptical like is this too greedy is it feasible and i can't answer that because i have no clue if you play actively and regularly how many coins you end up getting yeah how likely you say, are to get now, did you
0: reroll a bunch and try to play games. this mini game
1: i haven't played it yet i'm waiting for my guild to be level two then you so- get another slot on the bench <laughs>
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. Fuck. Yeah, I should have waited. I was going to say that's the first guild reward. I it it feels I mean obviously it's supposed to be like Underlords, but it it feels way harder to upgrade units because you don't have because in Underlords you have the bench space, but then you can mm-hmm. float heroes onto the board to yep. create extra space. And without that, it it feels almost <laughs> impossible, especially for like these level 1 or level 2 units you can get. I think I even got a level 3 unit to 3 stars. But the my, five, advice,
1: uh, my advice to viewers and listeners is don't play this until you guild is level 2. It might not sound like much to get one more slot on the bench, but it makes a huge difference. Is there, are there any it. other
0: benefits? Uh,
1: uh, for, that, for that game, you mean?
0: Yeah, like can you... Are there better uh, chances to get a higher tier unit at any point, I'm or is it just completely check. random? I didn't that's what think I wasn't
1: sure there about. was one. Uh, I'm getting through it. Um, on level 16 for the guild, which is very far away, mm. uh, you get five extra side shop gold per guild challenge completed. So it contributes to the side shop, but it doesn't, like, it okay. doesn't change the rules, so to speak. Uh, okay. There's another one of those on level 23 for the guild. So no, the the game is the game at level 2. You have all the functionality. So, so the what I want to
0: do is when we get to a big talking point like this one, I want to talk about it like we just did and then kind of review it like our mm-hmm. our impressions right now. And then when the battle sure. pass, when we're done talking about everything, we talk about everything as a whole. So for mm-hmm. this one, I can appreciate this on some level because you have, number one, something new that they're probably testing out. Number two, yep. some relation to underlords, which I'm sure is important from a marketing aspect. But from the consumer standpoint, I think this is, it feels, and I could be wrong, like you said, the numbers, it's just too early to tell. It feels like a loss because it makes it much more convoluted uh, to just mm-hmm. All you want is to recycle this shit and get more treasures like you had back in the day. That's what people were complaining about last year. And now it's to another level where it just doesn't feel nearly as efficient as it used to be.
1: Um, I think the big plus here... Feeling. The big plus for me is that instead of recycling, just feeling like this kind of... I mean, instead of it just being like this grind of, don't want this item, roll another one, don't want this item, right? roll another one. There's a little bit more like interaction with the game here happening. Uh, there's like a different level of entertainment. It obviously sucks if you hate this kind of game. If you think Underlords is stupid and you don't like the idea of rolling these units and trying to combine them mm. and have a bit of fun with it, then it obviously sucks if you just want to get the treasure straight away and be done with it. But for everybody that doesn't mind this mini game, I like the idea of it feeling like when you get a treasure you don't want. You get more, how to say? There's more time in return for getting a double set. Like you, you get more gameplay, if you will, out of it. But yeah, like I said, if you if you hate the game, it's it's stupid, right? About the value, I can't tell you. Like I, I don't know how much harder it will be to get extra treasures. Um, in the end, though, the big winners, if it's harder to get the very rare sets, are obviously the people that put in the most money, so they have the highest chance of getting them because there's no, not as many bonus treasures. Uh, and in the long term, that will also mean that the people that do acquire them and get duplicates will sell them at a higher value the next year once they're available to sell. So for like the really hardcore, if you will, uh, market users or whatever, this is probably a win, I think. But don't know.
0: I'm mean, interested to see what the community thinks past the first impression, because yeah. that's the thing that Valve's going to look at the most. So,
1: Honestly, I kind of like it. My, in my honest opinion, is this is going to be fun to mm-hmm. fiddle with uh, as soon as I get the extra bench slot. I'm definitely going to play it and yeah, see think, how many coins you I get. I mean, yeah. I
0: had fun playing around with it, but then if you remember, like this is the problem, right? Hindsight. Where you look back two years, like I probably gained over 100 levels just by recycling, like legitimately. Or maybe yes, 80. that is the
1: true like, thing. Like, the
0: value has been horrible, which we'll talk about at the end, I suppose. Leveling uh, up
1: the battle pass this year will be a lot harder, right? right. Basically, unless yeah. there's a, like a lot of guild quests, we haven't really factored that in, right? Like they took out the levels for recycling, but now all the guild rewards are just passively all the time when you play, you're getting stuff you didn't last year, right? Every mm-hmm. time you do a contract. Every time you complete a guild challenge, like whatever it is, uh, maybe the summer event will have a lot of currency connected with it, like battle pass points. It, it does say as part, like that's three selling points for the special summer invite, right? It's the labyrinth awaits, choices of life and or death, and then battle pass blessings. Any Dota players who want to try their hand are welcome to join the fray while this special event is active. Battle pass owners will receive special rewards for their, for their play. So everybody can play the custom game, but Battle Pass players get okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's a good points. point. We can't look so, at it in a
0: vacuum because, right, as a whole, maybe things have changed across the board that will make up for what we're talking about. as lacking? Maybe I don't. Know. We'll have but, to wait and see. Uh, next thing, I don't know how much we talk about this, but bounty killing. Uh, each week, you'll receive bounty tokens used to place bounties on enemy heroes. Your teammates will see the bounty notice and timer. If someone kills the target before time runs out, they'll earn 200 battle points. But the player who sets the bounty cannot be the one to complete it. Their reward comes only from savoring proper execution of the task. Increase the number of tokens you receive per week by raising your battle level. So this, to my understanding, is in can be used in ranked games. Yes. Do you think this affects anything negatively, potentially?
1: I don't know. I th- I think it's probably just good fun, actually. Okay. like I think it's cool. Pe- pe- people are going to throw through. a bounty on someone, and then people are going to be a little bit extra horny for that kill. You know? Does it I- show I think for everyone? I think that's fun. Huh? yeah Does I think so I'm pretty sure. it shows for your team at least I don't know if it shows for the enemy. if it
0: team. shows for everyone this is the closest we're gonna get to a heroes of new earth taunt, which was hilarious um, right I hope I it shows for everyone that would be funny because then it 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 gives you a certain level of risk right Because if you don't get it uh or if you if you proclaim that you're gonna kill this guy, he's gonna play a little bit more passive, but maybe that's what you want maybe it's the mind game behind it, but you don't even want the battle pass points. But then that affects the game a little bit more if I'll see it. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, this is the type of thing so, I would say unranked would make a lot more sense than ranked. But,
1: hey, to each their own. To me, uh, to me, this kind of stuff, if you want to ask my opinion, because you always like, you know, I'm the very skeptical one about competitive integrity and competitiveness of games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but yeah, to me, there's a big difference between ranked and pro games like ranked is still yes it's a competitive mode but it's not one where you're playing for a lot of money right like the the financial incentive is very different so i think putting in a little bit of fun like this in ranked is way flies way better with me than it being in pro games Hmm. Uh, at the same time though it's kind of harmless right if you put a bounty on somebody in a pro game as a taunt like if you consider all the other stuff we have it's whatever it doesn't really impact gameplay unless people want to in the game right Like, you're willingly doing it yourself for fun for your team. So, like, the only one who can lose on it is you. It's like pay to lose, you know? I don't have a problem with pay to lose. That's fine.
0: There's some pay to lose stuff in the game. Um, Next thing, which I I really like this one, even though it's kind of small, community match predictions. Each day we'll select one recent community match that all Battle Pass owners can see and vote on. You'll see the heroes, lane assignments, and skill bracket for the match. Make a prediction on which lineup triumph and then check back the next day to see the results. With battle pass points rewarded for accurate predictions, there's nothing to lose apart from a guessing streak or two. This is actually really smart for getting people to come back into the client, even if they're not playing. Um, Like, I personally, even though it's so stupid, I love voting for the Arcanas, but it's once a week Mm -hmm. you do it right right this one is an incentive to just come back in the game every single day and like oh maybe i'll play a game of dota as well why not and Um, i
1: think i like it i think there is a slightly hidden agenda here i mean i don't know how hidden it is but i think educate on what's good (laughs) no to make people focus less on oh this game is over in the draft like mm-hmm. having these games where you see the drafts and you're like, "Holy shit, this draft looks really weird, and this one looks really good, and they're like, "Oh, the bad draft won like the fact that if you have people if you show brackets that people play in and you show the drafts and then get to show that you know people a lot of the time in any bracket will will like will be like not necessarily full on give up but will be super skeptical about the game from the get go because of picks. And a lot of the time, games are winnable with wonky stuff. And this can kind of reinforce that, the thought that the game itself is, you know, the game needs to be played. Um,
0: Do you know if it's the same vote for everyone? Same game? Or is it different I don't know. We can check right now if you open your client. Oh, boy. I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, It might make a noise. Just tell me the lineup of the dire, and I'll remember.
1: Oh, do you have the launch video on? Yeah. You can switch that off with Novid. Okay. Um the dire has Wraith King, Invoker, Furion, yeah. Caudal, Rubik.
0: Okay, it's the same. So what's stopping yeah. somebody from looking at these exact lineups on Dota Buff or something? How many games have the exact same lineup on both sides? That has to narrow down a lot.
1: I don't know if you can search for that in any of those engines. Well,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, maybe there's I don't a know way if you to can do
1: that. Search for exact hero combination. If you can, this is kind of pointless, right? But yeah. that's a really good point. Like if people can just find the answer every time, like what's What's the point? Who'd
0: you vote for? Maybe, maybe. if you can't, I can't mis- find clicked. the exact game every time. I literally misclicked because I thought I, it wasn't just a one-click answer. I clicked dire. I voted radiant. Yeah, I, I, I was. Radiant. I
1: would have voted radiant, but I voted dire. So we'll see if because it's a of the bracket. That's what it's really interesting. Because like my perception of this is, it's extremely important what bracket it is. Like oh, if this true. was immortal, I would vote for. I would vote for the dire lineup. You know. Um, but obviously some strategies and some lineups and some ways of playing are much yeah. better in different brackets. Yeah, we and we some could very well be wrong song. anyway. Like it's we, should,
0: we can tally all of our correct and incorrect oh. answers into a betting situation here, Cinderin. Hmm? Mm. I'm not interested because you'll own me. So next thing, which <laughs> we don't really <laughs> need to discuss too deeply. Some of these we're going to skim by. MVP has been revamped yep. to use more of a formula. Um, and it shows at the end of the game Certain things, like their example is how many fissure stuns you had, multi-stun, etc. So that is
1: similar to CSGO, right?
0: I wouldn't know. I haven't picked that. I know Valorant doesn't have that.
1: Isn't it where CS- CSGO Actually, has, do. like, after the games, there's, like, different people earning different, like, titles for that game? And then it is connected with what they did in the game, like hit most flashes or defused most bombs or whatever it is.
0: I must have stopped playing before they put that in. Think, but Valorant right? does have... Some of I that think in that's there. Something like, yeah but good to see uh the one I'm sure it's many qu- people are excited about is the interactive versus screen where you can <laughs> <laughs> you can do a bunch of shit uh, what can you do you can emote uh, can you actually taunt yeah. is that a thing or are
1: I they think controlled? you can yeah I'm pretty sure I saw that yesterday okay
0: so that's kind of fun I like that um, I have not seen this yet the pause screen playground, so yeah, anytime the match is paused one one of three different mini-games will appear to help you pass the time until all players are ready and accounted for. Try your hand at Whack-A-Meepo, Musical Chairs, and Hero Hunt. Who knows? Maybe you'll never want the pause to end.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. Have you? Uh, I've seen Whack-A-Meepo only. I think there were two or three pauses yesterday when I played. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't, it looked a little bit buggy, I think. Uh, but, like, it's a cute idea. It's actually it pretty It sounds funny.
0: awesome. I just have. I can't even oh. visualize it and i I think is it two d, or
1: is it three d on your map? It's two d. It okay. just opens a window.: Ah,, uh, okay. that plays the game. But that's cool. like I think I actually think something like that might be a bigger quality of life upgrade than some people expect it to be, just because you know, nobody likes pauses and people get like uneasy and resume games because they're bored and if there's like literally anything to do it might give a higher <laughs> chance that the players get to reconnect and you get to play it's, the actual game right
0: it's so, a low attention span kinda, you know i mean
1: yeah it's just it's just a real thing right i think it's an awesome thing to test to just see what happens i
0: mean i've talked about how when we're in any time i've ever had a meeting with Slack he's also playing a video game at the same time it can be a very important meeting with like a sponsor he is playing a video game so people like him when the game is paused, I can't even imagine what he does. He talks shit, probably. But does he open up another game on top of Dota if it's paused? But now...
1: He starts juggling yes, in his meeting. Just like, don't mind me. Just
0: <laughs> um, they updated wagering, which I don't even want to talk about. It's, uh, yeah. it's whatever. Assistant features. So post-game healing chart. They added a bunch of cool stuff. And the one I want to talk about, uh, well, number one, outgoing damage summary. Uh, It shows what type of damage you've been dealing throughout the entire game, which is cool because I love the damage received. It's actually helped me a lot just as a Mm -hmm. whatever rank I am, divine noob. Uh, Ancient five now, by the way. I'm done with ranked forever. Um, But the coolest one, in my opinion, is the new pull timer. So they've added a pull timer to increase your insight into the extra aspect of lane control. So you can now have a pull timer and a stack timer, and it kind of shows you the direction in which they go, which Huge quality of life for people that just don't want to learn this shit, aka me. It's
1: built for me. Um, and the biggest thing about that one is that the previous pull timers were wrong.
0: That's so true. Yes. Because the game got
1: changed and they didn't update the timers correctly. I think, at least. I feel like some of the timers just didn't line up with what was actually happening. So they were kind of misleading. So to me, that's the bigger thing here is just that now they work correctly. So this,
0: Cinderin, is this. But, for the battle pass or is it for dota plus or is it both
1: do you mean what it should be or what it currently no is? what
0: is it currently i assume
1: battle i think pass. it's battle pass yeah, okay so.
0: so there there was a bug today in our mod where at one minute exactly one minute or beyond when you hit alt your game crashed every single time it was ruining every game we finally narrowed it down to it was something to do with neutral camp spawning. shout out to shane by the way Uh, He helped us figure this out. If you had the battle pass and Dota Plus, it would crash. If you just have the battle pass but no Dota Plus, it would not crash.
1: If you didn't have either,
0: it would not crash.
1: And if you just had Dota Plus and not the battle pass, what then?
0: Uh, We didn't test it, but we assume it crashes. It's Dota Plus. I would assume
1: it doesn't, actually.
0: So we disabled neutral camps entirely until valve that's okay. literally something valve has to fix for us to be able to put
1: camps in now yeah. apparently i think so weird so i think what's going on is that um they fixed it for regular dota but maybe not everywhere in the client and what it does is there's two conflicting calls right one is from the battle pass saying this is what neutral camps are like and then one is from dota plus saying no this is what neutral camps are like and then they can't talk to each other hmm. And then it just throws an error and closes your client. So I would imagine if you have one or the other, it would work. And if you have both, it fails. So So on other custom
0: games, it was working because, like, for example, other games that have just a regular map, like Imba, for example. Mm -hmm. It's just a regular map, regular neutrals. Ours are custom neutral camps. Exactly. So for whatever reason, that fucks it up even more. I don't don't know. It's my best guess is
1: that you need to have exactly both for it to crash. You said that was the only version that crashed, right? It was when the player had both. Yes, that you tested. Yeah. Yes, it sounds like that. I think. But,
0: um. Don't know. Okay. So it could also just on.
1: be the Dota Plus.
0: It could. I mean, not to get into it's, a rant, but there was a bug yeah. where we literally we made so we made a custom item called Nokra's Blade. This was like a year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anytime somebody purchased it, they would crash. But certain people <laughs> wouldn't crash. After literal three months of trying to figure this out, we finally boiled that boiled it down to it was if you had Dota Plus, it crashed you. We had to have valve fix it for us because it was on. like we can't do anything about that.
1: <laughs> what does Dota plus do with items?
0: something with like the recommended I think it was or i what was it I don't remember uh, it wasn't purchasing it. sorry, it was using the item if you toggled it on or something like that. It would freeze okay, just trying to remember not only your Dota client it would that. freeze the server entirely, so <laughs> that was even worse uh, but anyway, moving on um. What do we have next? The oh, the Immortal Treasure One, Cinderin. So we can yes. go through each item if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can flip flop these if you want. So the first one is the Tinker. It's the right arm has a red laser, very obvious. It also makes it. I mean, I think it's cool, but it makes his left hand look out of place because he wants two of them, which I'm sure they will add in one of these next two treasures. Have you ever seen the meme about somebody that has a really strong right arm and a very skinny left arm? Yeah. That's what this looks like. Tinker is a masturbator. Chronic masturbation
1: issues with this immortal. Yeah. What do you think? Do you want to rate like every item out of 10? Isn't that what we usually do?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about
1: that. Sure. sure. Um, uh, I like it. I think, I think it's cool. 7.5, it, it's good. It's a, it's a bit harder because there's no like... I feel like a lot of the time cosmetics are, you know, they're cool because of the entirety, like what they're combined with, not just as an individual item. It's a bit harder for me to rate one. that just Individual, is, that's how we that have that to rate sense. it. But, but we have to rate it just for what it is, not what it looks like with other stuff. Yes. Uh, I'd say... So five
0: is just average. It's not bad, it's not good, just meh. Yeah, I, I think
1: it's an eight for me. Okay. Probably. I like All right. it. It's solid.
0: I am very interested to hear what you think about this next one.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. So then we have Night Stalker. It's called Shadow of the Dark Age. And it basically makes his hands into somebody from Blue Men Group. <laughs> who uh, also joined the X-Men, basically. No, I made a a the joke that this makes him look like, look like a character from X-Men. Right. So the thing is, I, I guess it's a bit hard for us to... Like, we're rating based on the cosmetic plus the in game effect, right? Because it changes your Do you want to separate them? (laughs) Or do you want to do two separate scores?
0: I don't know. This is up to you, bro. I would have a
1: pretty separate score for this one, for example. Because the in game effect looks awesome. Okay. And then the cosmetic itself is like.
0: (laughs) All right, let's do separate. This will be more fun if we do separate.
1: Go ahead. Okay, so for Tinker, I think then it was eight for the cosmetic and. 8 for the in-game, actually. Let's sure. just say the I'll say
0: 7.5 for both.
1: Alright, so for Night Stalker, I think the item itself is a 6 and the in-game effect is a 9. Okay. I will say <laughs> the
0: cosmetic itself is a 9.5. I love it. Wow. And the spell okay. is a 3. I fucking hate <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's like literally one of the oh, worst awesome. effects for any immortal I have ever seen. It looks so fucking stupid. Are you serious? It's
1: garbage. Come on, Cinderin. Wow. Jesus. That is great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I hate thinking it. down at all. It's cool that we disagree that much. <laughs> that just shows that your taste is bad and my taste is good. <laughs> yes, that's what it shows. Next. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Warlock.
0: He's got a headpiece that changes fatal bonds. Uh, I think from an item perspective, it's an item perspective is pretty cool. I'd say 8 out of 10. The effect is 5 out of
1: 10. Very average. Doesn't blow me away. It's whatever. I actually need to see the effect. Where can I see that? I don't think I saw that one. It's
0: on the page that we're supposed to be following.
1: I'm watching it in the game. That's why. uh, Typical Cinderin. Never
0: prepared for the podcast. Well, I am prepared. I mean somewhat. Remember, you guys can can follow along with us at dota2.com/international/battlepass.
1: We're going yeah, in I'm order. Yeah, trying to load the page right now. It's not I'm loaded, trying to buy so time so we don't look like idiots that aren't prepared. Oh, All right. So, let me find Warlock. The Immortals. Immortal. You can do it. There they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm there. All right. Let me see the Fatal Bonds effects. Yep. Waiting for it.
0: So, he has a Shadow Word now. Does he have uh what what's his other spell called? Not as oh, old. That fatal
1: bond looks cool, actually. I wow. really like that. I like it. Okay. Unstable. Um, what is it? The item itself <coughs> gets Upheaval. Thank you. It gets a seven. Okay. And the effect gets an eight, I think. Wow. Wow, we are all um, over the place here. The thing so i was talking about this on my stream yesterday you know you know this thing i think it's in some african uh i think it's an african culture thing where the women put rings around their Mm. neck to make their neck longer kenyan this is like that but with a hat like why does it need to be this tall it makes him look a little bit disproportionate this hat is huge man good it's so big he needs room for his big brain I mean, He's a big boy. Yeah, warlock is warlock takes a lot of brains to play, man. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Next. I don't know. I, I mean, it's cool. It's cool because it stands out and it's unique, and I like the horns. But I, <clears throat> I, feel like you could have done this without making it that disproportionate. That's just my two cents. Fair enough. Would have made it better.
0: Yeah, be as critical as you want, Cinderin. And
1: that life stealer's mm-hmm. next, Cinderin. Go. Uh, I, I loved that effect actually. Um, For life stealer. Yeah, when well, he jumps out and infests, it, it looks cool. Yeah, so you infest someone, and then the marker over their head looks different than usual. It actually, looks like something out of Diablo, to be honest. It does. Uh, the, the effect, effect looks too. Di- very Diablo-ish. and when you jump out, it also kind of looks Diabloish. And I don't mind that because I feel like Life Stealer as a character kind of looks like something out of the Diablo universe. He is very, you know, it's a ghoul. Uh, it has that kind of. It just—it's just bloody and gore, you know. I wonder how this looks in the Chinese version, actually. That's a different thing. Yeah. Um, But
0: it's a headpiece, by the the way.
1: Yeah, it's a headpiece that gives him extra, basically, like fangs around his mouth. Uh, And the item itself, yeah, as a cosmetic, it's like it's a six. I think it's okay, but I'm not too big of a sucker for these exact items. Um, The ones that give you like this extra jawline or whatever you want to call <laughs> the extra mm-hmm. extra jaws um, but I really like the effect the effect gets a nine for me I think it looks awesome um, okay yeah. so so I will six give the and effect nine again.
0: I'll give the effect an 8.5 I think it's quite good uh, the headpiece itself if I just in a vacuum looked at it I would say six out of ten but because mm-hmm. there's another immortal helm that it's taking the place of and because this is literally looks exactly like the fucking immortal helm of Bloodseeker. has the same facial structure and a huge tongue but i have to say three out of ten this is not original
1: wow okay that's
0: i appreciate I mean, trying to be savings. harsh here
1: you know yeah
0: that's, uh, next that's uh, why did i get this one prominence uh it's a it's a staff for uh you know coddle uh, changes custom blinding light. um the staff itself looks decent i'd say 6.5 out of 10. Of course I'm biased cuz I don't like this hero. And the effect itself is subtle. Uh it's like a 5 out of 10. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just I don't think you could make this like a crazy looking spell anyway. I just maybe it's mm. not a great choice for an immortal, but
1: they are running out of spells. So, meh. Yeah. I like the I like the staff. Um but yeah, it's it's not like crazy good. It's probably like a 7 for me. And then the effect It's like When you cast blinding light, to me, it looks more like a magnetic pulse, actually, than a blinding light. Do you know what I mean? When you look at the animation, it's like, it looks like a pulse. Yeah. The way it like ripples outwards in the waves, to me, it doesn't... looks like time dilation, right? Very similar It doesn't truly fit like how I would imagine a blinding light to to go, right? It's like waves rippling outward with with the regular blinding light cast, right? It's just like instant. It's just like, you Mm. know? Uh, and I feel like this, this doesn't truly fit how I imagine that spell. So I'm not really a big fan of the effect. Like, in terms of execution of it, it, it looks fine, but I don't like it conceptually for the spell itself. So it gets a three from me. And that's okay. only on the looks. Like, the, it's know. just, yeah. Uh, I think Blinding Light needs to be, or should be fast, right? So that's my opinion. Next yep. Medusa. Medusa gets another tail, so now she has two tails. It Split splits her tail. tail, similar to Venomancer has a set like that, I think, where he Maybe? gets two tails, doesn't he?
0: Maybe. And
1: then it makes Mystic Snake looks like something looks like something from Pac Man. Um, <laughs> Pac. So Okay.
0: I could yeah, okay. <sighs>
1: The cosmetic itself, I think, looks really nice. I like the idea of the split tail. I think they look good. And I think... I like the triangular shapes from Medusa. She is a little bit like... The character itself is... I think it fits pretty nicely. It is a little bit, like, sharp. Like, the cosmetics and the character itself is like... It's not a very... How to say... The character just has edges. So I think it it looks appealing. And it looks like a part of the character. So I like that. Mm -hmm. The effect... It's just, it's not. It's hard to expect. Like, okay, do do you understand what I mean if I say this looks like an effect out of a different game? Yes. Like, I mean, I said Pac-Man as a joke, but it looks like something a little bit more League-ish in terms of style. I was,
0: I was gonna make the comparison of Valorant, but yeah, yeah,
1: or or Valorant or
0: Overwatch. It or something. really does like, look like something. It's from just, all those it games. looks
1: too different. It's not just the art style, it's also the fact that usually what dota projectiles and spells do is that they're not perfectly symmetrical and perfectly like rounded or whatever like the particle itself that gets thrown out is it's just a perfect movement, right? It doesn't mm. have that distortion that i would i don't know if that's the right word for it, but a lot of spells in dota have like things that don't make them look like this, so again, to me, the effect doesn't fit the game actually mm-hmm. I get uh, that. I dislike this even more than the caudal one. I think for me this is like a one or a two. Uh but Whoa. the cosmetic okay. the cosmetic itself is nice. The cosmetic is like an eight point five. Okay. But that spell effect, man, it just it rubs me the wrong way, dude. It just it doesn't look dota to me. It just doesn't.
0: No, that's I completely agree with that take. Having said that though, uh I think the item itself, the tail. I don't want to be too hasty here. This might be a 10 out of 10 for me. This is fucking... It's, I'm not even a Medusa it's really player. Good. It's it is fucking really good. really good. And the animation when the Mystic Snake comes back, it wiggles and it looks really good. The effect, again, I completely agree. Completely out of place in Dota, but I still that like it. That is
1: different. unbelievable to hear from you, by the way. Let's just remember how big a statement it is when you think it doesn't fit the game. It does not how fit big. the
0: game at all, but I still like it. I'm giving yeah, okay, it, there, because there. it's so different, an 8 out of 10. This okay. spell looks so different than anything you'll find in Dota. It doesn't fit in Dota. shouldn't be in Dota. And that's why I love it, Sindarin. 8 out of I, 10 on the effect.
1: I wonder what it would take for you to feel outrage at a cosmetic. I, it would probably you, would be that like it, to know? It, looks, it looks too much like the normal one. No,
0: okay. That, that would be. No, those are just, like, bad items. Like, I'm not outraged. Like, okay, whatever. I'll tell you one. The Viper set that makes them look like uh, <laughs> whatever that fucking... like. It's not only the quality of the set, which is poor textures, in my humble opinion. It right. doesn't make him look like Viper anymore, but it's also fucking hideous. Like it's, it's like you just vomited a bunch of different colors on a hero, and just like, eh, I'm, I, I'm done with this set. Just done. Please, no more. That one is the worst set I've ever seen get into the game, personally. Uh, but I know people like it because it's so different. I can respect that. Um, the bonus rare. They you're able to get, which I did not, is the Blossom of the Merry Wander. It's a Puck uh, Wings. Very yep. prominent. Very cool. It affects Dream Coil. I'm going to say the item itself is a 9.5, maybe a 10. Let's just say 10. And the effect is effect is a 9.5. Really fucking good. This is a really cool item for a hero that typically has shit items let's be real
1: i think there's a little bit of um for me again there's a little bit it seems like the art style inspiration right this is it's not like the color scheme or anything but it's the way the it's the way the edges of the wings are drawn right or the leaves Cartoony. of the petal mm-hmm. it's it's a bit doesn't it doesn't it feel that way to you that this is a it's a, a little bit, bit It's a little bit too much. It's not like like the Mystic Snake thing, though. That one's super cartoony. No, 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 no. This is way, way better. It's a different league, but... (laughs) Unintended. But it's... I I, I once again feel like it's a little bit... um, And maybe it's an experiment. Like, maybe they're seeing how it's going to look in the universe if they do take it a little bit more in that direction. But one of the things I've always liked about Dota's art style is that it is not that cartoony. Like, the characters do seem more real. Or realistic. I mean, it's a video game, okay. But you, you, I'm sure you get what I mean by when I say that it it looks like something. So, and I, I think it's it's just because the again, it's because the way the characters are drawn and the way the the textures are is is imperfect, right? It's it makes the characters look more. Does it real. have a certain level of blur to
0: it, perhaps?
1: I I can't I can't give you like the technical word or the exact term for why this one to me looks a little bit off, but it, it like cartoon is probably the best word I can put on it as well. It's just a little. There's a bit couple too other much...
0: things in the game. Okay, while you're in the game, and if you guys want to pop up your open your game as well, the courier that comes with the battle pass, Cinderin, comes with mm-hmm. seven different
1: levels. I believe it's level four. I want your opinion on that. The courier itself. I mean, I still need. To, aren't we finishing this first? Just look don't at you it. The rest of the well, we will. The we will rate it.
0: You need to talk. Uh, need how to talk do about I find the, the courier? The courier easily. is a cat.
1: Yeah, and it comes with cat? seven there different levels,
0: all based on different items. I believe level four is a lotus orb, similar to this one, I guess, in some respect. Okay. Or maybe it's octarine. Uh, actually, what level
1: do you unlock it?
0: Four. I don't know. You get one right away, so you just need to click it.
1: Yeah. And then look at the styles. Okay, I have it in my armory. And then. Oh, Gem of Trueside style. Online. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Level four. Yeah. Level four has a halo and hearts and flying on a cloud. The cloud is very cartoony. Yes. Very. Same story. Cartoony. Yeah. It's the same story for me. That's the exact. Yeah, exactly. It's that thing. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Don't like that either. Um. Mm. So, you know, you know what the perfect example actually is within the Puck set itself. To me, the petals on the back look too cartoony, but the one in the coil looks dota. You know what I mean mm. like if you just look at those two in isolation and nothing else right the the coil effect looks fucking awesome. I love the coil, and I love the like the plant that it puts in the middle For me, the coil effect is a ten out of ten actually that's just awesome. The cosmetic itself, if it didn't have this cartoony feel to it, I like the concept, I like the colors so. I think I'll give it a six, and to me that's high because it doesn't really f- feel like it completely fits with the with the shading. But you know, maybe my opinion changes when I play the game a little bit and it just feels natural. But just from the snapshot <clears throat> of game footage, I would um I would have liked it a bit more Dota like.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So, so the next two yeah. are the Night Stalker and the Life Stealer in golden, golden versions, versions, which we don't yeah. really need to talk about. And the last one is the bonus ultra-rare, the Abcessorator, a right-handed weapon and custom meat hook effect and sound. I didn't hear the sound.
1: For Pudge, thoughts on this one? So
0: this fits perfectly with his Arcana,
1: right? It looks a lot like Bounty Hunter's Immortal, the claw that he has. uh, I forgot what it's called, but that was the instant thing I thought when I saw this. The Mm -hmm. one from Bounty Hunter is called... It's a
0: giant version of that.
1: Tines of Tibara. Uh, I think that's from last year's TI chest, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, to me, this item looks a little bit pay to lose. I feel like the hook is extremely visible <laughs> when it's flying out, <laughs> so you have a higher chance of dodging it. Um, but it is a really cool item. Uh, I, I'm not going to take the sound into account for the rating because I can't hear it on the page, but the effect itself is awesome. The claw looks it looks really cool. Um, so I understand why this got an ultra rare. And the fact that it's for Pudge is possibly a good decision too because people will really... It, it's a very iconic spell with an iconic cosmetic, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's attractive to get because it's for Pudge. Um, yeah. Yeah. If we just rate it against the game and not against the fact that it's an ultra rare, I think this gets for me probably a nine, I think, um, for the look. And for the effect itself, of what what exactly is it that changes? Is it when it it hits? There's a different. Or I mean, sound? the chain flying out. The chain is different, right? Yeah, that, so that's I the effect in the game. Right.
0: I I mean, the effect is the the way that the hook looks when you're throwing it out. Oh, that is totally like grabbing
1: different. in the air. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I I'll, I'll just give it a nine overall. Nine okay. for both.
0: I mean, this fits the Arcana perfectly. Um, there's a green version as well, apparently. I would say the model itself is a 9, and the, I think the animation is a 10. I really fucking like this hook, which I'm never going to get, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to get it. Okay, so some yeah. new additions. Of course, we don't really, really need to talk about some of the old stuff that they're just bringing back, um, but some of the new stuff that we don't need to talk about too much. Killstreak effects are pretty cool. It's a nice little yep. quality of life thing where things glow on your portrait at the top once you start going on the kill streak. Ping cosmetics, so like smiley face stuff you can ping. Um, what
1: else? You is can there? ping divide Devi. Oh yeah, that's right, Devi
0: Devi. You can ping. That's uh, funny. Of, that's good. So that's that's a nice little addition. That's nice. Yeah, that's. Fun. And then the consumables instead of like the shovel and stuff and balloons from the previous years, uh, you don't want to get the shovel confused with the the neutral item shovel, so they had to change that. Yeah. It's now a portal, which can bring up a bunch of shit, uh, as well as <laughs> soccer ball replacing the balloon, then disco, a disco ball, and then a hot pepper, where you throw it on somebody, and they can throw it on you, and then eventually it just blows up in your face, dealing no actual damage, of course. yeah, uh, eh, they're all fun. Yeah. Not much to talk about. I like them.
1: I'm okay. pretty sure the hot pepper will grief games... People start focusing way too much on throwing the pepper back and they die to smoke. (laughs) That's great.
0: Mind games, man. I love it. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do now is talk about the main selling points of the battle pass itself on leveling it. Uh, So let's start with level 160, the new terrain called Sanctums of the Divine. Uh, This looks really crisp. I like it a lot. I didn't like the, the last couple terrains they've come out with. I've been using... The monkey king terrain forever because i think it's god tier this one is putting it a run for its money for sure uh very clean it reminds me of the lc one but without the pay to pay to win aspect uh, i love the contrast between radiant and dire and there, of course there's the artifact logo on the dire warding cliffs for some fucking reason i don't know <laughs> why, but it's funny i think this is a we can rate this too this is for me, this is a nine point five out of ten. If if my monkey king terrain is ten out of ten, this is nine point five. I I
1: there don't know if go. I can really rate terrains. I've never used one, so noob. I, I just use the default terrain because you it's what it I'm used cool, to. Though. Uh, I like I like the water fountains in. Uh, in the Radiant base. I like playing
0: with the water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, stylistically it looks really sound. I would agree with you. Like it's, it's clean. I think clean is a great word for it. It just, it looks, it's, it's nice to look at that's what you want, right? So yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, Level
0: 200, you will get living towers, which last year they introduced the custom towers that I have been. So last year, I was actually planning not to spend a lot of money on the battle pass. We talked about this, but two things really caught my eye uh, the first one was the custom towers which I just had to get I think that was around the same level level 200 or whatever because mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that since Dota Dota 1 like I love the towers in Dota mm-hmm. 1 the tree throwing the fucking rock and then axe the axe that I really needed but right. I actually do not like these custom towers at all I will, I'm will, i not interested in getting them whatsoever uh, they're like yeah. they're the Chinese type dragon I've just never been into that art style for whatever reason uh, what are your thoughts you don't use custom towers um, either, I'm
1: guessing. It it's not it's not really the look of the tower itself. I, I don't really like the projectile.
0: Uh, yeah, the projectile looked weird too. Yeah.
1: It, it it feels a little bit out of place, once again. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've been saying this a couple of times, but you know, boomer, where, yeah. as much as I criticize some stuff, some of the stuff is awesome. So, you know, I'm not just being a negative Nancy here. Um it's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really care too much about custom towers in general, to be honest with you. And I think these are worse than the last year's ones from my personal preference perspective. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. If I have them unlocked, like, maybe I'll try to use them and just get used to it. But, yeah, not, not the biggest fan here either.
0: Uh, okay. Level 255 is a Pudge Persona called the Toy Butcher. Do we want to read the lore for all these things that we're about to get to, Cinderin? If you want. I mean, this is your call. 100% your call, Sindarin. Make a decision right now. Let's not. Okay. So, Persona for toy, for Pudge, the toy <laughs> butcher. Looks like a Muppet. Um, this is with that ultra rare being in the game now. Yeah. It's not out yet, so coming soon. All we see is concept art. It sounds very interesting and cool. It sounds like a Chinese-friendly set as well. (laughs) I'm guessing there's not going to be blood. It's just going to be like you're filled with cotton or whatever, which is, you know, that could be really cool. I have no idea what to think. This is a crazy-sounding one.
1: Keep in mind, you can't
0: use other items, right? Personas are their own separate entities.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say you can't use the phrase it's a bit out of place for this one. (laughs) We're going towards League and Han. I mean, we don't know what it's going to look like, right? But just like, right. the, what I'm thinking is exactly what you just said. Like, he's going to dismember people and then it's like wool coming out or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that. Or he himself is made out of wool. I think for me, the way I will receive or rate this set really depends on not just like Pudge himself, but rather how it makes other heroes look. Because like you can have a set that looks wonky for Pudge, but then the spell animations are still Pudge, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it gets too again cartoony and too soft or whatever, then it's not it's not my cup of tea. You know? Okay, but it it is absolutely super unique and it will be very different. Uh, but at least like if let's compare it to Kid Invoker, right? Which was also a persona. You love that voice actor, by the way. We've talked. Not a big fan of the voice acting, but like in Isolation, the spells were the same, right? The way the hero interacted with the environment was the same, and Mm -hmm. then the character was different. But it was still Invoker, just as a kid version. That's what I kind of hope this Toy Butcher thing is, is that the Butcher is toy-based, but the spells and the way it interacts with the game are still the same. Ice Frog, if you're watching... It's a Toy Butcher that still dismembers, okay? It doesn't pull out wool.
0: Ice Frog, if you're still watching... If you haven't turned it off by now by Sindarin's disgust for your hard work, (laughs) could you please make sure that the Pudge persona has a kid voice actor, preferably the same one as Invoker? We would (laughs) really appreciate that. Uh, So for Kid Invoker, correct me, is that the only persona or... Is Axe a persona? I don't think so. No, that's just No,
1: it's not. It's a cosmetic. Invoker, Kid Invoker is the only persona we've had.
0: And his effects, like you said, don't change. So that's a downside of using a persona. So in theory. Well, you've got
1: different orbs, right? But that was it. But they. I didn't mind the orbs. I thought that was
0: fine. Do you think. Like, I would want a different, at the very least, a different rot for something like this. Because a normal rot with this set just sounds weird. You know what would be great is if they take those. Cartoony clouds from the the cat courier and make make something out of that, center for you. Okay. Yeah. Nice frog. Yeah. Okay. So next, Long I have no have idea if I'm in a
1: minority here. By the way, that's the thing. Like, I literally have no idea what people think about well, this the stuff Pudge one.
0: Like, I have no idea what to think either. Like, you know me. I love the crazy shit, but I don't know what to think about this until we actually see it in game. Yeah. Uh, level three hundred and five. My prediction is only eight years late, Cinderin. Yep. we have a gender bender. It. The disciples' path persona for anti mage—it's a woman. It's mangina turning into vagina. I Van, magina he
1: was called magina, not mangina.
0: Uh, did I say mangina? <laughs> <laughs> you said man-gina. Magina. Which everybody loved to refer to AM like that in Dota 1, by the way, in case you guys don't know, that was his original name. Uh, is it Vagina? Like,
1: what's, what's the name so of So, what this? is what is the lore here? Read it. You didn't want to read it before for the pudge. No, but I, I just I glanced the lore over it. Chat and somebody said, actually This is anti-mage. not Anti Mage. Yeah, it's it's not his anti-mage. disciple. But right. you could but say that for any gender like bender. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. You're going to be playing it as Anti Mage in the game, right? It's the same yes. character. So. um. As far, I don't remember if we talked about what we thought about this as a concept in the game, I I'm not immediate. mad at it of having uh, mm. of having different characters be able to be different sexes or genders or whatever. Like I, I don't mind that. Um, okay, I think as long as the design is good, and this is where I think this is honestly the probably the hardest part about rebuilding a character is the voice acting. I think that's where this is going to stand or fall for me. Where It needs to still feel like anti mage, right? He has a certain like demeanor and a certain like feel to it, Hmm. and I hope that they can find a version with that where it still feels like anti mage, and not just like, okay, now it's a girl character. You know what I mean? I I don't know if I explained that well. I I think maybe you with this, but
0: believe it or not, I have a lot of experience with this. Okay,
1: okay, because I played Heroes of New Earth. There
0: were many characters direct from Dota that were just the opposite sex. Lena was a dude. Uh, CM was an icicle man. And Swiftblade, oh, sorry, Juggernaut, was a woman. And they Mm -hmm. were all awesome. I loved every single one of them. Okay, Had no issue with it. So I'm not worried about that. And I know that's coming
1: from me that likes crazy stuff. Do you think it matters that the other character exists, though? Like, in Han, it was like, this is the character, right? Mm -hmm. But... It's like in Dota, Legion Commander comes out, and it's female Legion Commander, and in Dota 1, it was the male riding the horse, Treston, right? Right. Um, this is a character that has the other version in the game, so it will be compared to that rather than to a prior game. Again. Right? I think that makes it different.
0: I've played but. Heroes of New Earth, where they took Life Stealer equivalent, and he became like a similar character in Han. And then they came out with a cosmetic that he became a rabbit. So, <laughs> and that's probably the best cosmetic of all time. Uh, he, he, he attacked people with fucking carrots. That was an amazing cosmetic.
1: So, no problem. Take it. We're all good.
0: Um, I'm a little surprised I, it was AM, though. Not gonna lie. I yeah, thought they would pick up. My original prediction, which was like five years ago, was Invoker, which would have been great, mm. by the way. Uh, obviously, they're not gonna do Juggernaut because Han did that. But AM, a hero that's kind of garbo. People are going to be picking this hero just to play the the persona. And it's not a hero yes. that's necessarily I good mean, in every th- game. Th-
1: I don't really think about... When it comes to cosmetic changes of that, I never really think about is the hero good in the current meta or whatever. Like, this is going to transcend the current patch, right? So it doesn't really matter to me. So much. anti-mage is getting a buff, is what I'm trying to say. Eventually it will. Um, Soon. Anyway, the, the art style of this is cool. I actually, I really like the... That's the, the first good thing about this for me, is that this feels like, it feels like Antimage when I look at the art. That's why that's already a thumbs up for me, and then I just hope the voice acting goes with it. But to me, it, it really looks like an anti uh, kind of character, so that's nice. Mm. Like, you could imagine you could have made it a lot softer or, like, more sexualized or whatever you would, right? If you were a different game, you would make it more sexualized, this character, but it really... What would you do, make her vagina bigger? Is that what you're saying? Yes, Shannon. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> what I would do. The
0: The man of void is our vagina. All right, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> I fucking hate you.
1: That
0: is so bad. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh moving on, we have at level 375 the one true king. Thanks to our
1: Patreons for letting us do this every week.
0: Yeah, thanks for all the sponsors. <laughs> fucking companies not sponsoring us. Um Wraith King, Arcana, the one true king. He is back, Cinderin. Skeleton King. I'm not sure how this works in China. Probably just doesn't sell I, there, I suppose.
1: Have, haven't have you seen it? There's a Chinese version. Is it? You didn't see the screenshot? Do they yeah. just cover his face? or He has a helm. The Chinese one actually looks fucking awesome. Not going to lie. It actually looks really good, too. Okay, now I want to see this. Um, in a way, I kind of hope it becomes an alternate style as well that you can choose to play in the, on the Western client. Because I think I might want to play that one. <laughs>
0: oh, really? Uh, Wait, can you just enable it, or how does that work?
1: No, if they were to enable it, that would be cool. Like, you gave the player the choice to play the Chinese one. I think the Chinese one looks really cool, too. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously, pretty awesome, right? You take something that people had six years ago, and now you pay for it, and people are celebrating that. Who in the world does that? Who in the world can do Uh, this, apart from Valve?
0: Midas mode.
1: This was. Well, I actually yeah.
0: don't remember. I don't remember who came out with it, but we mm. put Skeleton King on the market for people to bid on or something like that. But I don't think it ever got in. Um, so yeah, it comes with custom animation and effects. Uh, the alt is the one that I've seen is totally different. Looks awesome, which harkens back to old days from the Dota Cinema Ultimate Chest. I don't know if you remember that one, Cinderin where we changed a bunch of effects before effects were a thing. Yeah, and the next. Like, we did half of it and we were planning to do the next half, but we just never did. One of them was Wraith King, and I wanted to change his ult to be a cooler looking tombstone because I always thought he's just this basic ass tombstone. It just didn't fit. So, really cool to see that. Uh, and there's two styles. The second one is very fiery. Um, is this the one where it's unlockable if you get 100 unique hero kills? I think so. Yeah, there it is. So, it's if you kill. This is. So, one of the. Big issues I've had with Arcanas lately is they're very difficult to level up to unlock the second style. This one feels more fun and interactive to me. Essentially, you just need to kill 100 of the 119 heroes in the game. I'm not sure if you have to win. That's one I'm not sure about. Probably. But I like this one in theory a lot more than
1: uh, the recent ones.
0: So not sure how long that'll take, mm. but it's cool. I
1: like it all right shannon here is wait no this can't be it all right never mind i i thought i just found the chinese wraith king but i don't think i did have you found it yet
0: i haven't even searched for it so it right,
1: doesn't matter okay well thanks for the chinese it. one also looks cool so anyway
0: i mean the original wraith king
1: oh somebody somebody linked it in cool. chat linked it you can open it now I think that looks boss. It looks like something out of Dark Souls. I, that's fucking awesome, dude. That that set looks really good. Yeah, that looks cool. I mean, it's not really skeletony, right? So yeah. if you can get past that point, that it's it, you just I mean, don't it might consider as well a skeleton be King, set. Though. But you just <laughs> right, you just consider it a set for Wraith King. If you think of it that way, it looks really nice. Actually, right. I love that set. It's super good. So that is for level
0: three hundred and seventy-five. Uh, have we been raiding these? Oh wait, that was the first one that we've seen, right? The other ones are just concepts. Yeah, they're <clears throat> concepts. what would you rate this overall? Just one score. I <laughs> know it's hard to rate. It is. Uh, I mean it's 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 not exactly the same as the old model. It's definitely definitely been retouched. It looks higher quality than the old skeleton. I, I, I
1: would far. I would rate it really high if he was like driving around in his throne in lane, like a wheelchair <laughs> and just hitting out of that. If the <laughs> Throne just went with him everywhere.
0: Well, this isn't a fear set, so the old man but. concept is not <laughs> quite there. Um, nah.
1: um, I mean, it's a good execution. I'm trying to think about how Skeleton King looked early on in... Wait, he was in Dota 2 for how long?
0: At least three years. Yeah. Two how, years, maybe. How does
1: this look compared to the original?
0: It's. I mean, it's, it's a skeleton. It's going to be pretty similar. I think the facial structure is different with the... Uh, yeah. The jawline is more protruded. But Okay, I'll I'll give my score then. I would give the I mean okay. I don't I wouldn't say this is a crazy arcana, just because it's it's kind of it's gonna sound negative. It's taking what's the best way to put this Cinder? <laughs> it's not unique. Okay It's it's trying to be nostalgic. Right. Right. Which I yeah. look at as, it could be a positive thing for sure, but if you're rating it as an Arcana, let's be real, this isn't that crazy of an Arcana. Pretty so cool say, sword, though.
1: I'd say 6.5. It's, it's good. I like it. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about the second style?
0: The second style is, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> Just because I like glow. That's things.
1: not a 6.5 for you, I'm pretty sure.
0: That's maybe an 8. Okay. It's pretty cool. I think that's a
1: relatively fair verdict. I'm ballparking that too. I would say. Okay, but let's see when it makes into the game. I think the sword is really nice, though. Mm. Uh, I like that a lot.
0: At level 445, coming soon, is another Arcana, the Eminence of Ristul, Queen of Pain. Which I was saying this on stream earlier. Did you watch? We I think we actually talked about this. The trailer to Diablo Four or the teaser. Whatever I have it watched it, yeah yeah. So at the, the end, Lilith is shown and yeah. just reminds me of this. It's it looks fucking really sick.
1: Uh obviously just concept art, but it looks really good. What do this you think? This is probably my favorite concept art for any hero ever in Dota. I think yeah, it's really this is fucking awesome. It is so good. Uh I actually think that's the most standout thing for me about this um about this battle pass so far compared to previous years i think the most standout thing is the artwork the artwork has been so fucking good uh i i just i think this looks awesome and i just hope it translates really well into the game um i I don't know if they have a new artist working on this or if the other artists just like went super saiyan or something but it's this is super saiyan however you say it it's so good this concept art. well
0: i know that um, valve a lot i don't know how much they did but they they outsource a lot of art
1: for sure uh, uh not sure which so ones they focus on but yeah it looks really good looking forward to that also a very highly played the hero concept art now. is 10 out of 10 for me so if it translates into a set in the game that's like this it's a 10 out of 10 yeah, i would down, say 10 out of 10 so, as well just, just so for,
0: for concept what Absolutely what do you think else. they're going to change they arcana's change one ability typically right
1: yeah i would uh, say old has to be old Oh, it looks so good. I garbage. actually think it might have to be Shadow Strike because if her weapon is a whip as it looks like it will be, right? Oh, I didn't even uh,
0: I literally did not notice that till you just said that. That's hilarious. Yeah.
1: And it looks awesome. She's That's a such a, true a fucking sucky good who, true sucky good bis looking. Bis here. Yeah. It's really nice. Um I'm going to get Shadow Strike because of that, because of the whip. Um okay. But yeah, you're yeah, probably right. That'll be my guess. Okay.
0: And then the final thing we will talk about is level five hundred and seventy five, Wind Ranger Arcana. That's three arcanas in this battle pass. The Compass of the Rising Gale. This one kind of more up in the air. Uh, the arms and legs are wrapped in like white linen cloth. I don't know what it is. Something to me,
1: it's to me they're basically what was the name of the set again? To me, they're Gale. That's what they are. This okay. is Gale. It's literally wind. Her legs are like morphing into wind. Uh, so I, here, I didn't see that's it as cloth the wheelchair you actually. were waiting for. Then okay, we got it. <laughs> I didn't see this as cloth. To be honest, I saw it as like a wind animation. Actually, uh, fair enough. But I, I can see why you would consider that cloth because there are like it does a bit look like uh, a cast in some spots. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, but this to me is just another amazing concept art. This is obviously. I think this is less accurate for how the set's going to look in the game, right? Because this is obviously a different... It's a different art style. Like, Queen of Pain is way more... Yeah. How to say... It's way more finished in how it would look as a, as a character in the game, whereas this just the art style. It's just beautiful. Like, it's, I mean, you it's never so know. It's so good, again.
0: Sindarin, you just we just talked about how there's a bunch of stuff in game that looks very cartoony. This actually could look like the cape. Maybe. Could be Maybe. the cartoony type cape. Legitimately, it's. I mean, it's. It
1: will not look like this. Everyone remember this. Remember this moment. I I just. I just don't. I just don't see it. Like the. I mean, you know what I mean when I say this cape is not finished for 3D in the game, right? Like it's. So, but neither are some of the things we talked about. It's literally the exact same thing. Is it though? Yes. Hmm. Do you feel like this and the cloud and the um. The puck thing are the same. I feel like this is even less. I mean, than you two. could... you. I mean, yeah, you can argue that it's more uh, hardcore in that department,
0: more on one side of the spectrum, but it's the same concept. That's what I'm trying I to say. I could easily
1: see her hair and her face and the legs end up like this in the game. I could see that, but I don't think the cape. I think the cape will look different, uh, but a lot of parts. I, again, yeah. it's just... it's Dude, the concept art is so good. The Wraith King, all of them. All the concept art is insane. All right, so Um, let's fucking sick.
0: Let's summarize the battle pass, what we think of it overall, and then talk about pricing because that's the next topic before we get onto the regular podcast stuff. Hopefully, we make it into two hours here. Um, What do you think of the battle pass?
1: Uh it would be easier to give a judgment if it came out like two days earlier so we had a little bit more time to play it before making this podcast like i literally played one game last night and that's all i played because i had to spend two and a half hours to try to get the battle pass right so yeah like just gut feeling is kind of similar to last year i would say for me where to me, the big cool things are the Arcanas. Uh, and this time around, mm-hmm. it's the Queen of Pain that really catches my eye. And then the Windranger too. And they're the two most expensive ones. Um, so probably not a Shut coincidence up. there. Mm-hmm. Um, a Arcana, I like the idea. I think it's a cool character they chose. I Like I said, the artwork for it is nice. So I hope they pull through with that. And to me, th- those are the biggest things. <clears throat> um, the treasures, question mark, right? We don't know how Treasure 2 and Treasure 3 are going to be um quality of life the guild thing i think could be a really big good step for the game if they keep maintaining it wink wink um (laughs) and that the the functionality is there and that it incentivizes people to play more together and work toward secondary goals in the games which can make it a lot more fun to play like a mini game within the game basically as long as you're playing to win right yeah um so all in all thumbs up uh I'm trying to think about if it's better than last year cuz last year was a bigger difference from the previous year, you know what I mean? Like it was it felt like a bigger upgrade. Uh from TI-8 to TI-9 was a bigger upgrade than TI-9 to TI-10, mm. but I would still say yeah, it's probably on par with last year, which I thought was very good. So I think, just please deliver on these Arcanas and make them good then. I'm, I'm
0: I mean, it, I think part of it is expectations, what our expectations yeah. were and are. So that's kind of hard to judge like comparing them because if you look at it on paper, this is better than last year's because there's more arcana's. But uh, and obviously, I, I think in terms of any game that I've played, is this there is the more? most. This is what more arcana's. Yeah, absolutely. What was there last year? Shaker, tiny. Um, oh,
1: tiny wasn't technically an tiny arcana. Tiny was a, I guess. like
0: a what was that called? A pres- pr- start with a P. Prismatic. Prestige? No. Prestige. Prestige item. Yeah. And then what was the third one?
1: Axes thing. Was Axe so an there, arcana? Was re- that was that was not an arcana though. No, so there was only one Arcana. I think so. Which was the Shaker. Okay, yeah. I And then be they wrong. had prestige At items, most, and this too. time they have flat out three Arcanas. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. they have three Arcanas, and how many yeah. Personas? Two Personas instead of one. So, on paper, this is yeah. more stuff, right? And I yeah, think in stuff. terms of, when you compare this to other games, like in terms of games that I've played, this is by far, not even remotely close to the most robust battle pass in any game I've played. Uh some stuff they scrapped, like the coaching system. The Funny, <laughs> I have a theory, by the way. So the mm-hmm. coaching system, which I thought was kind of cool when it came out, but nobody really used it. I have a theory that has no basis in reality that it was part of this battle pass, but then they saw the Reddit thread two days ago, and they're like, oh, guess they don't want the coaching system because <laughs> there's no reason not to put it <laughs> in, right? There's literally no reason not to put it in, but that's another story. Uh, overall, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, the stuff that has carried over from year after year, they've just improved on in a lot of ways. Um, the personas sound cool. The arcana sound cool. Not, most of them aren't really heroes that I play necessarily. This is why I want to segue now into the money. It right. is my opinion, and we can do the math here. You're the math genius of, of the two of us. It Absolute is genius. Less and less value to buy a battle pass. Not only from the leveling perspective, which we kind of touched on earlier, but in the first 100 levels, which is $45, you don't really get very much in terms of like the big stuff that you would want to get. Right, right. And I think that's gotten, it's obviously a calculated decision by Valve because they need to beat last year's prize pool, Mm -hmm. which we don't agree with that mentality, but we understand it at the same time. And then for every 24 levels after that, you spend $10. So can we put a number on how much each
1: respective thing that we talked about costs, like the big ticket items? I mean, I think before we do that, I just want to say, I think the best way for me to map out this battle pass is I would, I would draw it like a bell curve, actually. I think that's pretty accurate for what is cool. Like, There's so much really awesome stuff happening around level 250 to 600. And then on the other sides of it, it's like... You know, there, yeah. there isn't that much to really go wow about. Um, although, I mean, there's a lot of the basic functionality in the battle pass in the guilds that definitely holds inherent value. But I think if you compare getting a level one battle pass to a level 100 battle pass, like the extra added price for the level 100 battle pass and what you get there, I would agree with you, isn't that big. So I think the people that get the level 100 battle pass do it with the intention of unlocking the bigger stuff and then they just get a discount, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people buying a level hundred battle pass and being like, this is what I'm going to spend on this year's battle pass. I buy the level hundred and then I play. I think if you do that, you want to get the the big stuff. And you We once again, we don't know exactly how many levels you're gonna get from guilds, but I would be very shocked if you could buy a level hundred battle pass and reach even level three hundred through play only. Oh, that would uh, be yeah, that's that would be very surprising grinding. if you could yeah. get that far. Um so yeah if you want to look at it let's just say you only buy levels yeah. that's all you do let's and see you want that. to get wind ranger you need to buy uh, wait what did i just do oh uh, there we are okay let me calculate this so you buy 100 levels for 45 and then you need how many levels do you need to get you need to get 475 levels right
0: on top of the 100 yeah
1: yeah that is 20 packs so it's two hundred dollars. Okay. So two hundred and forty-five dollars, and you have all of the arcana's, uh, all of the all of this stuff. The only thing that's big that you don't have is the Aegis replica and the Roshan. So two hundred forty. And which, there's a and that is
0: particle effect for attacks. Technically, somewhere in there as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I mainly I mainly focus on <laughs> when it comes to like the value for me in this stuff. I think the th- stuff that has the most inherent value is what stays when it's over. Uh, so. The personas, the arcanas is what I will mainly put my value in because they are timeless, right? Um, So is the Aegis Replica. Uh, Yeah. So that is if you don't play at all, then it's 240 to unlock these things. If you do play, you could probably push it down under 200. You could probably push it down maybe even to like 150 would be my guess. Something like that ish. If you play the game quite a lot and you are strategic with wagering and strategic with doing guild stuff. Uh, if the custom mode gives good battle pass points, then maybe something like that. And compared to last year, I don't know how much it was. It was like similar. Last year's battle pass for me was also similar to like a bell curve and there was so much cool stuff happening again around level 300 with like the shaker, the tiny, the axe. um, Similar story. They're obviously doing this for a very good reason. Like they have data suggesting that people want this stuff around this range. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Looks good. I just, man, I just, I just want this co-op and this range raider icon to be awesome. That's all I can say. I really want them. Um, and the artwork gets me excited. So
0: yeah, I mean, a lot of the rating on the battle pass hinges on <clears throat> how good those items are because those are literally yeah. the reason that you buy this stuff. But like, I'm just looking from my perspective. I don't play that much regular Dota anymore since I've been working on the mod so much, and I really don't like this patch right now. It's actually, I was thinking about it. From both a watching pro games and playing perspective, I don't think I've ever been this apathetic about a patch. Apathetic meaning I just don't want to play at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I just play the custom games basically for now. So, from a money perspective, this is pretty fucking bad value. (laughs) Let's be real. Really bad. Like, an Arcana is $35 normally. So, if you Mm -hmm. want like the Pudge persona, how much is level 255? uh that is i can't do the math in my head right now it's like a hundred something yeah you're essentially spending about a hundred a hundred something for the arcana so let's take 35 out of that so that rest that 70 ish dollars that you're spending for the rest i don't care that much about because i'm not gonna be using a lot of it right because i'm not playing that much but I'm in my own special circumstance. Very hopefully, hopefully,
1: hopefully, hopefully, something happens with a patch that gets people more excited to play. Yes. Uh, Because I do think at the core of the game, you still need to remember, like, putting in all of this cool functionality with guilds and everything still really depends on the game at its core being fun to play, right? You can't Mm -hmm. just sugarcoat it with all kinds of rewards. If it's not fun to play in essence, then people won't want to push for those rewards. So... Uh, if the patch right now is criticized a lot for being flat and not very interesting, then obviously something has to be done about it. Um, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, and I can't exactly tell you why, but right now for me playing pub games, this has nothing to do with matchmaking. It's just the game itself doesn't feel so good right now as it has before. Um, and it, 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 I think it's pretty natural that it happens because we've had these like huge transitions where we're trying to really reward teams for getting ahead uh, and not throwing leads easily compared to before. So the feeling of comeback and pulling off comebacks is harder, and more games feel decided earlier, and you're just in it for the ride until it ends. Right? Hmm. Um, I think that is the thing that's wearing people down a bit. So you need to find the right balance between okay, well, should it be easier to come back or? Should it be harder to get ahead? Whichever one of those you choose um, is... And I don't want to get into a whole thing in. about the patch again, about, but I'm just going to yeah, yeah.
0: finish my thoughts with... Um, it's not only in addition to some of that, but I, I'm i really surprised I'm going to say this because I liked it hmm. initially. I don't think yeah. I like the outposts at all. Uh, feels too Heroes of the Stormy. Which, at the time, I was making fun of it, but I still liked it. But the more I played it, I'm like... I don't know. It just feels stale. I don't know why. Like, you you can probably I dissect s- it better than me, but... I, I still would just time. like...
1: I would love to see a patch without forced objectives, just to try it. Uh, but they're obviously not just gonna do that for, like, two weeks and be like, hey, guys, let's try Dota without bounty runes and outposts, but... Replace the
0: uh, other outposts with a second Roshan, his sister. <laughs> new lore, I, Rochette. Okay? Ro- <laughs> She has a bow on her head. That's the only way you can distinguish
1: her. She has different abilities. And she looks like female Antimage.
0: Yes, it's a persona. Anyway, uh, let's move on to yeah. other topics, Sindarin. But overall, I I think the battle pass was really well executed. Especially the fact that Valve had to do it from home. Pretty impressive. Super polished. Very bad value, in my opinion. Stuff, yeah. Like very bad value in terms of like if you want if you want one Arcana, it's very expensive. So that yeah. I feel like they could have maybe skewed a little bit more in the cheaper
1: department, but I just I don't they have the n- like what what did they do last year? Was there a really good value before three hundred then? I mean the tiny prestige thing was Wasn't that also at like two hundred fifty or something? Was it? I don't know. I feel We'd like all of the up. really cool stuff was two hundred to five hundred ish. I think two hundred fifty. Either way. But yeah, I, don't I, I I do feel like this this line of argumentation that if you if you want one arcana is bad value. I just I feel like that's such a small fraction of people that will literally only want to go for the wraith king and then not also the quap when it's a seventy level difference. Like if you're in that range already, hmm. I think you push for at least those two, and then the I windrunner that, is pretty far up. That's right? the
0: issue though that you have to be that high to begin with. <laughs> You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's you fair. can sprinkle one then in
0: early and just say, "Hey, for the all you poor people that don't want to spend money like me, I don't want to spend fucking three hundred dollars. Like that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's actually ridiculous. I, I, I get that, but yeah, it's definitely clear that the value comes in bulk here, just like one spot where all the really good no, that's it so. is true. It is true. So yeah, okay,
0: moving on. Right. Evil geniuses reveals a new logo. Remember when we talked about their original change yep. of logos? They said. They're working on another logo. They were already working on it. That was literally six months ago, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. they revealed it, and it got semi-shit on, maybe not as hard as the original one, uh, right. where it's you can tell it's basically a take on the old one, the original.
1: What do you think of the new EG logo, Cinderin? I think after somebody pointed out in the Reddit thread that it looks like 69, I cannot unsee that <laughs> ever again. Yeah, that is what I think. So there's another one. I think they did not think about that.
0: There's another one they didn't think about that. I don't know if you saw this comment. It is almost identical to the origin logo. Can you please Google the origin logo? Yeah, I think I I saw that too. It's almost exactly the same, minus the fact that it's white instead of orange and the split. It's actually so crazy how similar they are. Uh, which they also missed. I like the logo, though. Actually, it's not that bad, even though it's yeah. almost identical to the origin logo. But it's uh, it's better like than it.
1: the previous one. But again, I don't think they should have ever changed it. I think the original logo was the best. Yeah. Still, well, like that's this is better story. than the evil geniuses written out. But I liked the original logo and the Remember original colors Cinderella? more. Live so, evil,
0: okay?
1: Yeah, and they don't Live share evil the e. with sixty nine.
0: Live evil sixty nine. No, it's stuck cool. on cliffs. There's, there's a lot of memes with them right now. Yeah. Uh, let's briefly take literally less than a minute to talk about Artifact. Uh, a video was leaked close to a week ago, actually, showing some gameplay, which I was very excited about. Yep. And they announced that... I could, did we talk about this last week? I can't remember. But either way, today, the official open beta for... Oh, sorry, closed beta for Artifact is, quote-unquote, out by invite only. And Oh, wait. How do you know if random. you got invited?
1: You got an email, right? Yes. Check your email. Da, 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 da. Oh, fuck. Yes, it would dude. have been the best if I had one and you did. I wouldn't have believed oh, my you, god! honestly. I wouldn't, let... I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't let it go. Uh,
0: but yeah, the closed beta, I guess is the best of 2.0, is out. I saw four people streaming it to a total of maximum i saw was like 500 something viewers total
1: that's and a ten thousand percent increase that's pretty good for a that's beta. that's
0: true and then i checked before the podcast and there was one person streaming it to very little viewers and it was actually the original artifact not 2.0 at all i'm oh. not sure how many people actually have access to this thing but um two things first thing I don't think that the Artifact team talks to the Dota team. Not sure why we would release this on the same day as the Battle Pass. Just just saying. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from my personal standpoint, obviously I was very disappointed that I wasn't... It's completely random, so they're not playing favorites, supposedly. Hey, <laughs> no. But uh, not going to lie, Senator, I was actually pretty upset. But now that I've had a few hours to cool off and take a walk...
1: uh. I'm just sad. No, you're not so, so entitled anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad anymore. I was. I was. I'm not gonna lie. This is the one thing that I bring to the table that I hope people appreciate is that I am super transparent with my feelings. Sometimes I can't say things that I want to because it would be bad to do that for my career. Um, but in this instance, I'm being like, I was legitimately upset, and I don't get upset over this kind of stuff very often. Uh, but now I'm honestly not upset. I'm just just a little sad. So it is <laughs> not upset,
1: just sad
0: yeah it's it, it's the different stages of grief, I believe <laughs> starts with uh, being enraged, and now you're just uh, curled up in a fetal position in the corner of your bathroom, just yep, sick to your stomach. so we'll see once more people get access to it, there's tons of cards. there's not any point in even going over it because I didn't really watch that much uh, next thing, valorant release date has been announced, so the beta which is currently ongoing, will end on May 28th, and then they will be completely offline. No one will be able to play until June 2nd. They will relaunch it without Ranked. They will reset all your progress, which, by the way, that sucks dick. Big time. (laughs) That really sucks dick, by the way. Dick. Horrible move. I actually hate a lot of the stuff that... (laughs) The game is amazing, but we've talked about this before the... In fact, they have to unlock heroes and stuff like that. It just It's very annoying. But the release date will come with uh, a new game mode, which hasn't really been... That might be a little bit later, actually. They had, haven't been super clear. A new map, which is sorely needed because Split is a shit show. The other two are good, though. And a new agent, which has only been referred to from the code name Vampire. So okay. looking forward to that. Um, I know you have a lot of interesting things to say about Valorant knowing that you've played quite a bit now, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I still
0: don't have a key. So, okay. Thanks for contributing as always. Yep. Um, the next thing on the list, cinder and this one I'll let you talk about since you probably have some expertise in the field. Um, magic, the gathering, this is really interesting. So magic, the gathering banned a player. I'm not sure for how long it might be indefinite. Uh, not 100% clear on that. A guy named Austin Bersovich. So, essentially, what happened to my understanding is mm-hmm. somebody was privy to knowledge about some upcoming content or cards or a set for Magic the Gathering, and they right. were under NDA. That person that was under NDA shared that information with this guy who is not under NDA, and this guy leaked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. This guy would not give up the name of the person that gave him the information to begin with, and thus has been banned himself. What do you what do you think about this? Very interesting situation.
1: I mean, very honorable that he didn't give up the original guy's name, right? No. I mean, at least that's 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 good. I mean, it's not very much honorable stuff in leaking, though. So that's kind of a silver lining. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure what you're What you're hoping for is an answer here. I mean, it's obviously leaking stuff like this that's supposed to be NDA is bad. So the guy telling other people is making a mistake and then the person going public with it and leaking stuff is extra bad, clearly. Um, So
0: apparently, I'm not going to pretend to know everything. Chat's keeping us informed right now. He didn't leak cards. He leaked uh, tournament changes. Okay. Like format changes or something to that effect.
1: I just until right now I have not heard about this so I don't exactly I don't really follow magic that's fine we can just Um, talk
0: about the general concept of this
1: like the concept of somebody under NDA sharing stuff with somebody not under NDA and then said player sharing it publicly who Mm -hmm. should be punished or I mean if they knew who the original leaker was he should be punished too right I still I still feel like indefinitely was that the ban you said
0: i don't know i i don't like indefinite
1: bans. if that's what it is i don't like those punishments i don't like it in dota either but it is what it is uh i i'd like to give people the chance to better themselves and a second chance right hmm. um but that's a different story um yeah I, there isn't much to say right it's bad for the competitive I, integrity if something like this inter- gets leaked
0: i actually have a different take um I've been involved in I'm not going to say the scenario. I've been involved in a similar scenario. So I I think the person that's under... We don't know the rules of the NDA, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend that we know the details. Let's just assume it's an ironclad NDA. A lot of people do not take NDA seriously, which I think is an issue. A lot of people don't take contracts within esports seriously. Also an issue. So the person that leaked the information that is under NDA whoever that is, even if they don't know who it is, in theory, that person should be punished. 100% agree. If you're privy to information, whether you know about it or not being private, because we're not 100% clear on that, I don't think it matters. Leaking that information could be considered immoral. But the fact that he can be punished, I find utterly ridiculous because he's not fucking under NDA. That's so stupid. It's the entire point of the NDA is to punish the person that's under it. It's not an extension to the entire populace of the fucking world. I think the entire concept of that is really stupid, and it's a slippery
1: slope. Um, right, so now I'm confused. So the guy who got punished was not under NDA, right. but the guy who gave him the information was under NDA, and that's correct, right? That's confirmed. That that yes, is. and
0: they don't, know, no, they don't know who that is.
1: They still don't confirmed. know who the original guy who was under NDA is. Right. So what exactly do you think is ridiculous, that the guy who's not under NDA got punished? Yes. Okay.
0: That's what I think.
1: Because basically, by that point, whoever is under NDA can leak to their spouse. Like that's a bad example because then people might know who they are, right? But you get the idea. Like you could, if there's somebody you really trust as somebody under NDA, you could just tell that person that you really trust, and they can leak it freely, and none of you gets punished. Doesn't that also sound a bit weird that you could just do that? I mean, you can. Like, what's the the point of the NDA then? You could just find literally any friend you have that you can trust, and they can leak it. As long According as people don't to know it's chat,
0: which we're gonna assume is correct at this point, he's being punished not for leaking the information, but for not giving up who leaked the information. Which I still stand
1: by what I said. I mean, no one's gonna. Snitch. I mean, I just, I just don't, get, I don't get the point of the NDA. If you can literally talk to any friend of yours that people don't know is your friend, and they can leak it, and that's just the end of it. So, oh well, it got leaked. Like, mm. it, does NDAs have? Do they have any power then at all? At that point, I don't know. Well, I mean maybe you could do it anyway. I, I guess, right? Like let's say I got access to to Dota information that uh, I was under NDA for and I just told a friend of mine, "Hey man, go leak this stuff." He'd be like, "Okay, sure. I mean, I don't care. I don't even play Dota." I mean, but then how would people trace it back to me anyway? Theoretically, like, there's I, I no mean, proof that they
0: even knew it was private information, right? Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to bring up the the exact scenario that I personally went through. But there apparently mm-hmm. there was information being leaked from a source to somebody that I knew. They told me, and I didn't know that it was private information, and I just talked about mm-hmm. it publicly. I don't see a problem with that. And then somebody comes to me and says, who told you this? I'm not going to say anything. Why would I? I wouldn't give up that person. Mm-hmm. That's
1: a matter of principle, though. I understand that some people would not agree with that so it's a gray area so I'm just I'm trying to understand what your conclusion is here you think the guy getting punished is wrong what? like not the original NDA guy the guy who leaked this stuff and got banned you think he should not have been banned correct that's your point here okay right yeah I mean if you want to take the NDA
0: seriously you take that guy to court and find out under oath who the leaker is then you have the information I find like it's.
1: I feel like it's a comp. It's not a black and white issue for me. I don't know. I, it doesn't sound feel like that simple and like that simple. It no, feels like I it's agree. simple it's to leak stuff. I, it feels easy to leak stuff. That's right. the point. Like, if there's no, like with the example I just said, I say I sign an NDA. I tell a friend of mine that people don't know as my friend. He goes and leaks shit, and there's zero consequences for either of us. That feels like, like then nobody is taking a risk. Then what's the point of the NDA to begin with? Anybody can just leak shit. Well, you can't trace it back to me anyway. Yeah, there's a slippery slope on both so, sides, I think. But it's funny because so, so like, so then the question is like, do they even matter? Right. I don't know.
0: I mean, there's way. Uh, anyway, we can go into this forever. But it's, I thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting thing that came up. Yeah, and it is, I mean it's something. To MTG, think about. I've really thought about it like this before, but you like know. in terms of public perception, they're getting shit on real hard. People are backing this guy up, which I guess is not too big of a surprise. Um, so, Okay, a couple more things. Uh, Epic Games Store. This is more of a PSA because this is really cool. Epic Games Store is offering Civilization VI, which I believe, other than expansions, is the newest, the latest Civilization. came out, I want to say, a year and a half ago or something like that. For free, if you get the Epic Games client, which is also free, just yeah, I think it expires in a couple days but once you have it, you have it forever. So I literally downloaded it myself. Civilization is a fucking amazing series. There's no reason not to do this unless you already have it. This is a cool way to incentivize people to download the launcher. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Steam has a bunch of sales and whatnot and occasionally do something similar to this but I don't remember one on this scale of a major it's franchise.
1: pretty crazy that that's free. And it's That's not an
0: older game. That's the like I when I first yeah. read it, I'm like, is this the one that came like is this the second to last
1: one? But no. It's Civilization 6. So pretty cool. They also gave away GTA V. Is that apparently? What, what's right the before? latest? We GTA. Didn't, we didn't I have not that. kept up on that. <laughs> I think GTA V is actually a bigger title by far than Civ Six yeah, in it, terms of overall player base, I believe. So we just didn't see the news about that when it happened, I guess. Oh, five I hadn't easily. heard about that until now. I didn't know they did it. Okay. Um,
0: That's pretty cool. Very right. cool. I missed out. That, on that, is, Damn it.
1: that is pretty insane value if you consider the amount of people that do this and download it and just get it. Uh, this has to cost Epic a lot of money. <laughs> so yep. it's a really big pr move here and they're they're investing big time in competing with steam here this is not cheap to do it costs many millions and whether you like epic
0: or not this is good for everyone more competition the better
1: yeah Uh, and yes what people do sorry shannon very quickly Mm -hmm. there's tons of people that get this game because it's free and then end up not playing it and that means they would have never bought it to begin with like not a chance they would have never ended up buying it it's just because oh there's a a popular game that's free, let me download it. And then you never even open it, but it should cost epic money, right? Because mm-hmm. now it got downloaded for free. They kind of have to foot the bill, right? So it's uh it's a big move. It's a good move. I wonder PR how much move. it cost them. I really yeah. wonder what it cost them. I don't know. It's cool. Though. Sure, quite a pretty cool penny.
0: Uh the final thing, which kind of harkens on It kind of takes us back to last week's uh, shit show of an ending of a podcast that we had where we made some amazing predictions. The world record for internet speed was achieved in Australia. Uh, They reached 40... I hate the system, by the way. I'm going to talk about that in a second. They reached 44.2 terabits per second, which is equivalent to a 1,000 HD movies in a second. Of course, HD... I mean, that could mean anything, honestly. It could be low bit rate. It's not very specific. But uh, there was a quote in the article that says, I'd guess that we see devices like ours available to research labs in two to three years and initial commercial use in about five years. In my experience, that's probably a decade away. Uh, (laughs) It's always like way later. I really hate the bits a lot. Uh, If, As a tech, I'm trying to remember how you do this. I believe you divide by eight. Yeah, eight bits Uh, in a byte. And then you get what you would normally call a megabyte or a terabyte. So yeah. what is 44.2 divided by 8, Cinderin About I'm gonna, 5.6. Let me do this real quick. <sighs> divided by 8. So 5.5. Is that actually True. right? 5.5 terabytes per second. Is that right? Yep.
1: That yeah, is... Factor 8.
0: That is kind of absurd um i don't know how real this is for like the so five to ten years but
1: if you think about gigabit internet it's gigabit internet times a thousand right it's a factor thousand basically Mm -hmm. on top of that so or factor forty thousand if it's one gigabit to 44 terabits and that's internet speed
0: this is not like transfer from hard drive or ssd to ssd or some shit like that this is internet speed obviously there's gonna be a lot of bottlenecks but but still that is in and of itself in a vacuum ridiculously impressive um and they need it in australia let's be real they've been begging for (laughs) internet infrastructure uh for a long time Uh, so cool to see okay um patreon mailbag syndrome we will finish up with i'll let you take the question
1: We're back to Dota here. Uh, This question is from Anna. Probably not the real Anna. I think he knows the answer to this. But, you know, thanks for your question, Anna. Uh, Hey there, thanks for the great podcast. I wanted to ask a very interesting and important question. Okay, don't preface your question with my question is very interesting. (laughs) Okay. Very interesting. (laughs) How does personal hardware preference work at professional LAN tournaments? Different pro players use different hardware, as in keyboards and mouse or keyboards and mice. Can they actually use them at the LAN? wouldn't there be issues with drivers since plug and play doesn't always work what about Auto XX I read on Reddit that supposedly many pro players use those but wouldn't that be bad if you can't use them at lands and have to play with different settings than things so the way it works at dota lands is you bring your own hardware and you know we always play on Windows computers or whatever so people's people can genuinely relatively easily replicate their settings uh, it Usually, you arrive at LAN events like one to two days, or three days, even four days before the tournament starts. So you get time to get accustomed to the environment, to the time zone, to the computers, tweak your settings, get everything to feel comfortable for you. Uh, But you absolutely use your own gear. Um, As far as auto execs go, I haven't heard about them not being usable on LAN. Uh, I think any auto exec you have that runs in Dota is allowed. It's just about changing some settings uh, so you don't have to do it every time you boot the game. That's basically what the auto exec does. Um, And from personal experience, the strictest gear policy that I have seen uh, was at TI. I think they still do this. When you get to TI, you hand in, you have to bring two sets of gear to TI. You hand in one set of your gear to Valve and they keep it uh, so that you can't modify it. Um, and this will be, and so that they know that your gear is always there for when you have to play. So your set of gear will be taken by valve and your second set of gear you use for practice in the practice room. So your tournament gear set goes with them and they plug it in and they set it all up and you make sure like there's like a, there's basically a test day where you go, you plug in your gear. You're like, okay, these are the settings I want. And then they save it. You get your own personal SSD that the settings are saved on. And then when you go on stage, they load in all of your SSDs and they plug in all of your gear for you and all you need to do is go and play and the settings are there. Um, but that is also the strictest and most professional one that I have seen and heard of. Is so that the one's TI interesting procedure.
0: because <clears throat> you, in theory, want to, be tra- like you want to be switching between the two sets throughout the year because uh, it can sometimes be weird when you're used to playing on a specific keyboard and yeah, you have a duplicate of it but you've never used the duplicate. When do you use the duplicate? Do you use it for practice only or do you use that for actual TI? Because what you're practicing on, you want to play with. But technically speaking, you can't play on the same
1: stuff you're practicing on at TI, right? So I think so if you're saying if the gear you hand in for competition breaks, right?
0: Not, not the not, not, breaking is or, a different thing. It's more about wear and tear that you're used to
1: on like a mouse or keyboard right. or like... I see. So like the grease isn't there. when you go to play in the booth.
0: A brand new (laughs) setup versus what you're used to playing on. You know what I mean? So you want to be using both throughout the year, in theory. It's not that big of a deal. In theory,
1: yeah, but that is so extremely minimal. that.
0: But there is one major thing that pro players have a hard time adjusting to when they get to TI in terms of this setup. Uh, Trying to replicate that Windows activation message on the bottom right (laughs) that they all have at home (laughs) is (laughs) very hard to
1: replicate on a legit But In your auto exec, you put in an overlay that just puts it
0: layers introducing windows yeah. activation <laughs> overlay <Layarth. laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean i think counter-strike's a little bit more hardcore in terms of like auto execs and all your settings and stuff because a lot of the stuff you for dota
1: is on the cloud anyway exactly but it's on the cloud almost everything is on the I cloud mean, now technically Counter-Strike it wasn't is earlier well. i think i don't know when they changed this i feel like some years back a lot less stuff was stored in the cloud. But now, really specific things, like even down to a single hero's keybinds, I think, get stored in the cloud. So I I don't even know how necessary auto execs are anymore, to be honest, um, for the players that really use them. I think maybe there's stuff you still have to run in there, but it can't be much anymore, I think. Yeah, I
0: I haven't kept up with Counter-Strike, but I know like, 10 years ago, this was a major thing. You had yep. to have like auto exec config. You need to make it read only so it doesn't rewrite itself. Like, uh, yeah, very particular with that kind of stuff. Okay, we actually did this way faster than I thought, Cindarin. Congratulate! Yeah. We Good didn't job, go over two team. hours. Well done. Uh, Good but job. It could go longer if you've seen in Bruges. No. Okay. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next week, Suns fan Cinderin saying good day. Enjoy your dotes. Bye-bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.